Welcome to Relationships as Spiritual Practice, Bridging the Secular and Spiritual, with your host, Lachelle Lowe-Chardet, founder of Mindful Compassionate Dialogue and Wiseheart PDX. Thank you for being here. Appreciate your time and energy, dedication. Today I would like to talk about the last of the four fruits of Mindful Compassionate Dialogue, which is wise action. The four fruits of Mindful Compassionate Dialogue are mindful engagement, compassionate relating, access to agency, and wise action. First, I'd like to define wise action and talk a little bit about the characteristics of wisdom and also the supportive conditions, supportive conditions and some central aspects of wisdom. Wise action, as I'm using it here, arises from supportive conditions, which we'll talk about in a minute. It's an action that arises from a larger source of wisdom that flows through you in response to what's happening in the present moment. It's a form of responsiveness to the present moment. It's a mind, body, and heart that is not tied down in ideas of rules or what's supposed to happen or should happen. When we're deeply, deeply present with what is, without resistance, then something bigger flows through us and responds to what's right there in front of us in that moment. That's wisdom. Wisdom and compassion flow naturally in those moments of presence. The supportive conditions, we've talked about some of these things before, so you'll recognize them, include spiritual friendships, And I think I've mentioned in another podcast that in Buddhist teachings, the Buddha was said to have proclaimed that spiritual friendships are the most important part of the path. You might be asking yourself, well, what's a spiritual friendship? Well, I can throw some things out there for you to contemplate. But I would invite you to define that for yourself. What does that mean to you, a spiritual friendship? Spiritual friendship, I would offer, includes things like hmm, celebrating each other's transformation, celebrating each other's capacity to live in integrity, to act from integrity, to manage reactivity and see it for what it is. A spiritual friendship 
is one in which that friend is willing to challenge you to say, hey, what's happening there? That sounds like a part of you speaking. That doesn't sound like the whole you, right? Something like that. Maybe we could say that in a spiritual friendship, that other person keeps seeing your wholeness even when you cannot. They see the truth of the love that you are, even when you lose track of it. Maybe we could say that in a spiritual friendship, you're helping each other remember the truth, the truth of love and compassion, the truth of what's most important in a given moment. What else for you is spiritual friendship? Maybe doing spiritual practices together that you would explicitly call spiritual. Maybe reading whatever you would call a spiritual book together. Could be things like that too, right? That are more obvious. The second supportive condition for wise action is seeking and hearing the truth. In Buddhism, we have a term, the way-seeking mind, the mind that seeks the truth. That there's a you in there that's alive with what's really true. And you're looking for it, and you're listening for it. And when something resonates for you as truth, you're listening. Right? It's like when you find a teacher... mm, And it could be a formal teacher or an informal teacher, as the case may be. And you hear them say something and you're like, oof, I want to hear more of that. (laughs) That resonated and what else is there, right? You seek to hear more, to infuse yourself with the truth that underlies the content of life. A third foundation To name is mindful attention to experience. Without mindful attention to experience, you're missing a lot of links between cause and effect. You're not able to learn, ah, when I have this thought, I have this feeling, right? When I eat this food, I feel sick. When I eat this food, I feel just a little bit more energy in my system, right? You're you're making these little bits of cause and effect that build up as a true experience of life, right? Not from something you learned in a book, but from something you felt, you experienced. With your own heart, body, and mind, you experienced Ah, this cause goes with this effect, right? And then wise discernment arises from that clarity. So for me, mindful attention to experience 
includes mindfulness practice in the moment. What am I experiencing right here and now? It also includes taking time to reflect. Wow, I really can't imagine a life that doesn't include time to reflect. What happened today? How did it go? How did things line up or not line up? Where's my practice edge? What's my intention? Right? It's including that time. You might do that. You might have that in your day and you're just not calling it that, right? When you walk the dog and you don't look at your phone or have a phone conversation at the same time, right? Or you go on a hike and you have times of silence. Or you write in a journal, something more explicit. Or you talk with an empathy buddy. That's a reflection practice. Or you have a spiritual teacher that you bring your practice to more explicitly. All those things are, for me, a part of bringing mindful attention to your experience. And the last one I'll name is that you really have explicit, clear, and consistent practices that every day realign you with the truth and with love. That realign you. Ah, what's most important? May I be loving today. May love guide me. May wisdom guide me. May the Holy Spirit guide me. May the Holy Earth guide me. Whatever your words are, you have a way of bringing in that alignment. A practice that helps you feel and live in alignment with your deepest values. Okay. So we just named four supportive conditions, spiritual friendships, seeking and hearing the truth, mindful attention to experience, and consistent practices that cultivate and train body, heart, and mind to align with truth and love. Next, I want to name... Three keys to opening the door to wisdom or three fundamental truths that we can observe in our everyday life. The first is everything changes. (laughs) It's such a simple thing, right? Everything changes. You're like, oh, yeah, obviously everything changes. I already know that. It's about knowing it in the marrow of your bones. Everything changes. You really understand. Everything shifts. And so when something goes away, you're like, oh yeah, that's going away now. And we can feel the grief about it, the sadness. And at the same time, we understand that's in the flow. right? Or when something beautiful comes to us, We don't grab on it and try to protect it. Mind, 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 keep it protected. Hold it forever. We understand something beautiful comes, something beautiful goes. And we release. We have this flexibility. The second 
is an understanding of yourself as an interdependent, vast aliveness existing in a web of relationship. You are an interdependent, dynamically flowing aliveness existing in a web of relationship. When you define yourself that way, your life has changed. You understand that every thought has an impact. Your actions have an impact because you're in a web of life. You don't exist apart from the world around you. The third is that there is action that supports thriving and there is action that does not. <laughs> it's so simple, right? It's one of those, those things just sounds so incredibly simple and yet it's so important to remember and so easy to forget in a world that's just in which we are pummeled with distractions. Car maintenance, paying your insurance bill, media, like there's just things that are pulling you away from these truths moment after moment. And so I say them to give you a place to go. And you might have a way of saying three central truths for you. It's different than that. Great. I think what I, what I want to really offer you is that if you don't have any sense of a deepest truth in your life, then your mind can go any old direction. And if it's up to conditioning in this world, then it might not be a very life-serving direction. So those, I offer you those three truths for contemplation and as a place for your mind to rest, if you like them. And if something doesn't fit for you, then I encourage you to find what does. Find three central truths that are universal and shared and resonant in your whole being, even if your words are utterly unique. So those three truths were the truth that everything changes, that you are an interdependent and vast aliveness existing in a web of relationship, that there is action that supports thriving and action that does not. My dream is that each one of us can first see, then fully experience, and then confirm an unshakable knowing of truth. A knowing in the marrow of your bones. Okay, let's do one more thing. How do you know when you're in the flow of wisdom or when you're just making stuff up, <laughs> right? That's an important question. 
What does wisdom feel like? What are the qualities of wisdom that are predictable and knowable that you can sense? When you say to yourself, oof, that's a wise person, there's a bunch of things you're noticing in that moment that has you say that. So first I'll say what you're recognizing as not there, right? The lack of certain things is a sign that wisdom might be present. So let me list those for you. The lack of craving, aversion, desperation, chronic anger. The lack of forcing things, attempting to control, contraction. The lack of attachment to rules and right-wrong thinking, should and should not, and all the various versions therein. The lack of selfing, trying to manipulate the world to get your way, trying to cheat your way through something, hide, or do it on the down low. The lack of arrogance. I'm defining arrogance as a willingness to act on your assumption or interpretation without checking it out. A lack of adhering to fixed views. In Buddhist teaching, adhering to fixed fixed views is the number one cause of suffering. That's for another podcast. It's a big topic. (laughs) We'll dive into that another time. A lack of being stuck in a routine, right? Or attached to a routine or a habit, right? There's little ways and big ways that might show up. Like, you know, here in Portland, Oregon, a lot of attachment to coffee. People throw a fit sometimes if they don't have coffee wherever they go, right? Wow, that's um, that's blocking a certain part of aliveness that might exist in a new place that doesn't have coffee. Ooh, what else might there be to drink in the morning, right? That stuckness in habits. Okay. And then the presence of, right? Just in the other column, the presence of equanimity. The presence of flow, expansiveness, resonance. The presence of life-supporting action. The presence of clarity and curiosity. The presence of flexibility and the presence of creativity. We could say when that these things are present, there's a good chance that wisdom might be present. So you could dive in anywhere there in those qualities that I just named 
and learn more and cultivate more. You could dive in with equanimity and practices for equanimity. Equanimity is one of the nine foundations in Mindful Compassionate Dialogue. And we have ten practices for every foundation. You could dive in with clarity, which is another foundation. And concentration, which is another foundation. And also a foundation for wisdom. I want to come back and remind you about supportive conditions, places, other places you could dive in. Spiritual friendships, seeking and hearing the truth, mindful attention to experience, consistent practice. And then the second thing I named was finding three central truths and defining that for yourself, naming that for yourself so that your attention has a place to land as a place to come back to. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being here today. I appreciate your time, energy, and the effort you're making in your own life to grow in love and wisdom. Radiating love from my heart to yours. See you next time. You can learn more about Mindful Compassionate Dialogue and find free resources, live offerings, and self-paced workshops online at www.wiseheartpdx.org. You can also connect with WiseHeart on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, or by emailing info at wiseheartpdx.org.